It was work, but it wasn't hard work because I, I had surrendered, you see, and uh, I realized that um, I wasn't, God wasn't a boss. He was a leader for me. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I'm Scott Young with co-host Dave Donaldson, who is out on assignment today. Please just keep him in your prayers. He's a very busy man, but we have a fascinating podcast today. We really are here as the Influencers Podcast to encourage people to be a positive influence in the world we live in. And sometimes we come across someone that has literally influenced millions of people, and today's guest has done just that. Dr. Don Schondorfer has created an organization called Free Wheelchair Mission, and he really helps people find mobility, especially in developing nations. He is a mechanical engineer. He has a PhD from MIT. He is an inventor. I think uh, it's over 60 uh, patents that he has, Um, but he has brought a gift to people in providing wheelchairs, and we're going to talk about that today. Uh, that has taken people from literally uh, crawling on the ground or being lifted around by friends, and he has given them a great gift. He's written an amazing book called Miracle Wheels that we'd love you to get a hold of as well. And I really think as we listen today to the story that we'll just see how God takes the gifts of our lives and uses them in miraculous ways if we can look out beyond ourselves and see someone's need and help to make a difference. And Don, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you in advance for for the amazing work you're doing. But how in the world did you get involved in giving away free wheelchairs? Well, uh, I don't have anybody in my family who's been in a wheelchair. I've never been in a wheelchair. Um, But uh, 1979, on a vacation in Morocco with my wife, Lori, um, in an alley in a, um, a very old part of a city, um, the Medina, they would call it, mm-hmm. um, dirt, dirt roads was just wide enough for a wagon and a donkey to pull the wagon. And then people lining the streets with that we're selling and the smells, the colors, the, uh, uh everything was just, um, Moroccan. And then between the, the legs of people walking by, there's this woman, on the ground, dragging herself on her stomach. Um, her legs were just dangling behind her. Uh, and she uh, was taking just a few inches at a time with her fingernails into the dirt. Um, and she probably was just hoping nobody would step on her. And people were actually almost, they looked like they were a little annoyed to have her because they had to kind of be careful not to step on her. And then she got to the other side of the alley and she disappeared. And, uh, you know, we weren't expecting to see something like this uh, on the first day in Morocco. And, you know, you know, being Americans, we first thought, well, let's go get her a wheelchair. Uh, you know, where are we going to find a wheelchair? And, and we wouldn't have been able to find one and we never would have been able to find her again. And we just had to walk away. But that image uh, stayed with me. It still is me now, but I ignored it for 20 years. Explain that. So you had this woman that's very much alive in your memory. And then for 20 years until it came to fruition, what was that journey? Well, you know, we're uh, just starting our careers, um, uh, buying a house, starting Mm -hmm. our family and, 
and just practicing all the skills I learned in my education and just uh, never got around to thinking about doing something um, for somebody else. And I guess in a way, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was very uh, successful working as an inventor for other country companies and Mm -hmm. was happy being paid for what I was doing. And, um, but then, uh, you know, we brought, were brought up as Christians, my wife a Catholic, me as a Protestant. But, uh, you know, with all my education, I knew pretty much how the, uh, how things worked and uh, the physics and the science of the universe. But I always gave God credit for mm-hmm. the creation. But uh, then raising teenage daughters <laughs> brought us to our knees. We were encountered with problems that I couldn't solve with my education, nor could my wife, Lori. And we had to surrender uh, Mm -hmm. and go back to church and say, Lord, would you take these burdens from our hands? Uh, um, But then, you know, um, sitting in church for a year or so and realizing I need to get off the curb here, Mm -hmm. get in the business. So I I tried mentoring and tutoring. Uh, We had a lot of people here in Southern California from Central America, and I thought I could teach them how to do math and science and I wasn't very good at it. Uh, actually, I was pretty bad at it, and uh, I didn't have that skill. Um, mm-hmm. And if you, if if to, to shorten this um, this explanation, I could I could say it this way: It's like getting a, a phone call from God. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You may have gotten these sort of things, these sort of phone calls. It's not really like it's not like the phone's going to ring and you're going to pick it up and have a direct conversation. But it was like this: the rings, and I, I pick it up and I. And the voice said, um, Don, you know who this is? And I said, yes. Uh, and then he said, why are you wasting your time? Hmm. And I wow. said, "I said, well, what do you mean? I said, you're an introvert. You barely pass psychology. You don't like people. Why would you try to be mentoring and tutoring people? Uh, why don't you use the tools I gave you, the gifts I gave you? And then he hung up. <laughs> Good question, though. I know. Great question. And that, you know, it didn't happen. It was, uh, you know, it, it took about six months to figure out where, what my position was. Right. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a, I'm a mechanical engineer and uh, I, I do all kinds of stuff for biomedical engineering. Where could I apply these tools? And I'm thinking well, that lady, she needed a wheelchair. Wow. And, and she would represent that lady that you saw in Morocco so long ago. She would represent you know, like people around the world that are in developing nations that literally are um, today dragging themselves through streets. Uh, do you know, would you know how many there'd be? Yeah. The World Health Organization helps me out on this accord. Uh, 75 million people is what they wow. estimate in developing wow. countries living without a wheelchair. Just just pause for a moment. Just like our people are listening. And just for me to think about that woman that motivated you and and that, that's happening somewhere in the world uh, right now. Someone is pulling themselves along, but you've been able to help people, a, a good number of them. How many people have you been able to, to reach out with um, your mission, your, uh, your nonprofit and, and help? Well, um, there's a lot behind uh, and I need to tell you how it all works, but we've provided sure. uh, over 1.3 million wheelchairs so far. Wow. In, into 93 different countries. Wow. Is that all through free wheelchair mission or how does that? Yes, it is all through free wheelchair mission. Um, 
you know, I, I got back from India having given away just the first, I made a hundred of these wheelchairs, uh, prototypes. And I, you know, what I did as a career was do the background work to do submit, um, uh, applications to the FDA for, um, to be able to sell a product, a medical product, mm-hmm. uh, a mm-hmm. clinical trial. So I knew how to do those and I, I couldn't afford to do a thousand or 10,000 patients, but I could do for, for to do a hundred. So I made a hundred prototype wheelchairs and, uh, had a chance to only take four of them on my first mission to India, okay. which, which was really the next mission after the one I said in 1979, into yep. my, my first journey into a developing country. And I just saw, uh, the first one, uh, um, I, I didn't need a lot of information. I didn't need a lot of data. I mean, obviously the wheelchair worked, but I literally saw a family change. It was like a metamorphosis. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, you know, suddenly they had a future that they never thought of being able to have their child in a wheelchair and they could both work and they could push the child into the shade and they could work on the rice paddies in India and they could actually make money enough to save. And it so was, what part of India did you go to? Chennai, India. It was in the yeah. suburbs of Chennai. I know where Chennai is. Um, my uh, wife's grandmother was one of the first missions workers to go to India. Mm. And so we have a great love uh, for the Indian uh, people. And uh, you, But that's not the only country that you've been involved in. You've been involved in a, a few more. Um, you've distributed wheelchairs in how many nations now? 93. Wow. 93 nations, but there's still a work to be done. Uh, 75 million and you've done a million of them. So I pray the Lord gives you good, long life and good health. And uh, that uh, the mission will continue. And if, if people just, I know there are people listening that would love to connect. Like um, they, they, you just, you've spoken a huge need and we're encouraging people to be influencers on this um, uh, podcast how can people connect their desire to help people with mobility issues through your organization? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, uh, a free wheelchair mission. So we have a website. We use those three words with no space between freewheelchairmission.org. And we're Southern California outfit in Irvine, California. Um, And we have many stories, videos, uh, testimonies, um, uh, and presentations we've given over the years. We're about 20, 20 22 years into this uh, field now. Um, and there was, you know, obviously people could donate. And um, what I, yep. uh, the other uh, news I need to tell you is that, you know, most people think wheelchairs are very expensive and they're right. In the United States, they are very much right. Um, but uh, we can make a wheelchair that's been specifically designed for, for the developing country's terrain, which is much more rugged than our terrain. Um, mm-hmm. And have it, um, we can have it manufactured in China or India, shipped in an ocean container. Uh, we, we rise at a developing country. We've trained the people in developing countries how to assemble the chair, adjust the chair, train the family how to use the chair and how to maintain the chair, train the user and we can do all that for $96 per wheelchair. So that's not just the ma- sorry, that's not just the manufacturing, that's the implementation and training. Yes, the shipping is everything included. 
Uh, wow. You know, that, that that would make such a huge difference in someone's life as less than $100. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody will look up that wheelchair uh, website, freewheelchairmission.org, uh, and just be a part. That's what we encourage people to do. Just be a part of great things that are happening through the love of God in the world we live in. Now, you've written this book called um, Miracle Wheels. And what's it about? What do you want people read that book? What do you want them to walk away with? Well, uh, you know, I, I struggled for quite a while, um, the first 50 years of my life, really trying to f- figure out what I was, what I was here for. Um, I always had this attitude about being a humanitarian and helping people, but, um, and I thought I was doing it and, uh, you know, um, but the, uh, I didn't really include God in my life to the point where I could get him to help us, help me think about what I was doing with my life. And, and then suddenly, you know, it was, you know, like I said, this, um, issues with raising teenage daughters would made me stop and think that maybe I'd be better off using all this high tech knowledge I had in, in doing something very simple, um, <laughs> a chair with wheels. I mean, the name of the device has the ingredients. It, mm-hmm. It's not complicated. Uh, but, uh, to put it together so that it would be not expensive, uh, and to figure out how to give them out and how to all make, it was, it was work, but it wasn't hard work because I I had surrendered, you see. And, uh, I realized that, um, I wasn't, God wasn't a boss. He was a leader for me. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, so that's a key word, surrender. Um, and. I love the question that you said that God called you up, like that inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, why are you wasting your time? I think a lot of people should just think about that with their life because we have purpose, but you've been able to take your um, your training, your academics, and and the time that you have, and you've been able to marry them with a purpose. So there's other people that are going, well, I'm not a PhD in mechanical engineering. But what can we say to them today to take, how do they analyze their talents and get them doing something good in the world? Well, it's um, first, you know, figuring out what you really like doing, uh, because if you like what is what you like doing is probably what you're going to be good at. Um, And then, um, you know, there's things that that have happened in, I believe, everybody's life that are, it's a little bit hard to explain how Mm -hmm. it just worked out that way. Maybe, you know, Maybe it was an accident that they could have died from and they didn't. Uh, you know, maybe it was a gift that something they found or a, 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 what you might call a coincidence. That's what I used to call these things. I used to call them coincidences. And you start to, if you could just sort of line those things up that you can't explain, I think some of the times it's God speaking to you in mm-hmm. his own way about, but he's not using his voice. He's using circumstances that you maybe can't explain. And Maybe you'll find there's a pattern there of of, mm-hmm. uh, of what he's trying to tell you about. You know, do, do you have a heart for a certain thing? Do you have a um, do you have a skill that somebody else could really use if you could just figure out how to get it to them? I and I, I I think you know it's a puzzle, uh, and God doesn't make it yep. easy, but I think that's how he communicates. That's certainly how he communicated with me. Now, is that in your book, Miracle Wheels, or is it just stories of your life? What's, what's the contents of the book? Well, the, the first third of the book is just pretty much me. And, you know, 
and uh, some of the funny, some of the dumb things, some of the uh, the opportunities I passed up on uh, in my first fifty years of life, fifty five years, and then and then suddenly this awareness that I I had a purpose that I didn't realize, and a struggle it, I took, you know, uh, to make that change to to follow that path. I, I didn't want to give up. Uh, I was 29 years old when I got out of school uh, and I had a, and I had 20 years of career of biomedical engineering on, you know, leading edge um, stuff that I was doing for our culture here in the United States. Do, do I want to give all that up? Um, and it was a struggle. And, but I, but I, I, and I, 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 again, it was, it was a process of surrendering, you know, Lord, if you could help, if you could be my partner, I'll, I'll be happy to give this up. So is that what you've kind of learned through the journey that surrender is important? Listening is important. Yeah. Putting the puzzle pieces are important. Those are things that help you. And there's something I just want to just mention because this would be like a, you're in your fifties when all of a sudden this all comes together and somebody's listening now and they're feeling frustrated and they're trying to just listening. I'm hope listening to the message of today. They'll go, you know what? There's hope for me. Um, there's, I'm going to ask that question that the Lord asked you, why are you wasting your time and start to tune in as Dawn has done to the called the transcendence of God is that God is bigger than we can imagine. And, but he is also imminent. He's like working in our lives. And, um, uh, I'm just really hoping that this will be an inspiration. You're an inspiration to me. I really enjoyed just becoming aware of your story. Um, and, uh, I walk away going, okay, here's the talents, the skills that Dawn has. And God's done something beautiful with him and he's doing it. And I pray, it's a sincere prayer, much health and many more years because there's still a lot of people that need the help of this organization. And I hope even our voice here will be a help to you. Um, let me ask this though. You're now in your seventies, you're still going strong, but when you look back uh, over the years of your life, what, what, what do you wish what do you know now that you're really solid on that you wish you knew 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago? Something that now is so really, really important to you that you said, I wish I would have known this sooner in my life. Well, I, I wish I had the relationship I, I have developed in these last 20 years with the Lord. Hmm. I wish I had it earlier. I mean, it took a crisis for him to, uh, for me to allow him into my heart. Um, and, you know, that's that's what, what happens to, I think, maybe most of the Christians, I know, at least the ones I know of. It's usually a crisis of some sort that brings them to the Lord. But and I hate to think that, um, you know, there was suffering maybe because of and, and that was the cause of the crisis. And I had to go through that. But uh, um, I, I wish I'd, I had gotten there earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, I can't I can't argue with the Lord's timing either, because uh, there are certain things I just had to probably work my way through before he would trust me mm -hmm. um, in, in the, in the challenge. Um, uh, Cause you know, he doesn't, he, he didn't make us to crawl. He, he, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't make humans to be crawling on the ground. He didn't make humans to think that they were cursed because everybody's told them they're cursed because that's why they're crawling on the ground. He, 
he didn't want that. But uh, if he had started earlier, maybe I uh, I would have blown it. I would have um, messed up. I would have made it even harder for the next guy. So, uh, uh, but uh, there's many times in you know, those first 50 years where um, if I had known God was worth loving me as I do now, and 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 with me, uh, I it would have made life a lot easier for me, for sure. Well, I'm glad that your your faith has come alive. You've mentioned a, a few times. I guess the crisis was to do with your four girls. Yeah. Can I just ask how they're doing now? Oh, they're doing fine. I've got two grandkids. Uh, two are married. One is uh, is is single, but they're. They're close by. Um, they're they're doing fine. I mean, there's always ups and downs. Uh, you're always a parent, and you you always have children, no matter how old you are. There'll always be children in a way, but uh, uh, they're and they're very um, be very much behind this free wheelchair mission. Uh, they've all been on um, trips with me to give away wheelchairs. Uh, they realize what it what it is what mobility means to somebody who who hasn't had it. So we heard at the beginning how you felt when you saw that woman in Morocco dragging herself along the street. Uh, tell us how you feel when you go into a developing nation now and you see someone sit in one of your chairs. Well, uh, if, if, if I didn't recognize a person, I'd go and introduce myself <laughs> and uh, I'd ask him, how do you, what do you think of the chair? And I'd want to make sure that he was happy with it. Um, uh, it's gratifying. Uh, I mean, it's so often I hear, well, 75 million, how can I make a difference? Uh, well, you know, $96 is going to change somebody's life. And uh, the reason why we call it Miracle Wheels is to, for them, it's, it seems like a miracle because they never, ever expected to get a wheelchair. They may have been on lists uh, on a government's list for decades, but uh, most people don't even go to the trouble of getting on the list because it just never happens. And then, you, you know, you show up this day and it's like any other day in their life. And they don't have a They don't have a t uh, tomorrow. Every day is today is just today. And suddenly you give them this mobility device. So it's wheelchair and you ask them, what are you going to do next? And it's like, it's like, uh, there isn't, a, there's no, I haven't thought of a next. Wow. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like this until I die. And then no, no, here, let's go out and see the sunrise. Wow. Let's go out and get some fresh air. Let's go for a ride. Really? I've been in this, uh, in this shelter for uh, 30 years, all my life. I've been, I've been kept here by my family. They love me. They keep me alive, but I've never been outside. Oh, come on, let's go. <laughs> talk about it something and that happens like in a, a few minutes well maybe maybe 30 minutes by the time you get adjust the chair adjusted and and everything and you hear about their disability um and it, it's a miracle for them it's a miracle it must be an amazing joy to see them and the look on their face when they realize they don't have to drag themselves through the dirt you've given a a gift of dignity um, a gift of hope, and really a gift of life. And I just want to thank you. You are an influencer. We love to talk to influencers, and we love to see influencers inspire other influencers. 
And if you're listening today, I hope you've learned just some of the valuable lessons that, that your talents are unique to you, that God will help to put the puzzle pieces together. God may call you up, and it may not be a literal phone call, but he is going to maybe ask you, why are you wasting your time? Why don't you get doing something of purpose? And Don, thank you so much for joining us on the Influencers Podcast. We bless you. We pray for many days of great health and abundance in your life. And for the Influencers Podcast, I'm Scott Young, just encouraging everyone that's listening to be an influencer, to bring hope to the hopeless like we've heard today, to bring light to darkness, and to put a smile on someone's face. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus. Jesus.